what up guys it's the second episode of the zon podcast uh the second episode on my youtube series this might be the first episode you're hearing on spotify itunes or another uh platform for podcasting uh but so if this is your first time episode welcome my name is cm zon i'm a twitch streamer and youtuber and uh i'm a small time twitch streamer and youtuber just trying to do things add some growth and uh add a little bit more to my content so um, I'm glad you guys are here giving a listen. I appreciate everybody. And if you're not following already, you can find me on Twitch under CMZon and YouTube under CM underscore Zon. So let's hop right into it, guys. We're going to be talking a little bit about Fortnite, uh, what the game is, what the game is growing to, how the, like, the status of Fortnite today, and really, can it get any bigger or can it get, or can it fall? So let's talk about just how big Fortnite is right now, the number-wise, how it's always in the 100,000, 200,000 plus viewers, and then the 300, 4,000 plus viewers during the World Cup times and the qualifiers, and how big it is that they can even have a qualifier. I talked about this a little bit in my last podcast uh, with Apex. Is it going to be a Fortnite killer or not? If you guys want to go to my YouTube and give that to a listen to, you can. Sadly, it's not on Spotify because I just downloaded this new app called Anchor which makes it extremely easy to upload videos to Spotify, iTunes for free, guys. And it's a great platform to be able to uh, make a podcast you guys want. It's easy. It has intros and outros, easy to use. It's, I definitely recommend it 10 out of 10 if you're looking to make a podcast. Make sure you get into this app called Anchor. You can also use it on a PC or a laptop, too. So if you guys are looking to get into podcasting, again, Anchor is the way to go. So let's get back into Fortnite here. Uh, we're going to be talking a little about, let's start talking about the World Cup. Uh, the World Cup, as you guys know, is this great big tournament where everybody in the Fortnite community can uh, earn the chance to play in if they qualify and be able to get there. So how do you get to the qualifiers? It's easy. you got to move up the division ranks in arena mode, which is solos and duos. And if you get enough points, get to the championship league, which is 300 points, I think. And then you get the chance to play in the qualifiers during the weekends. Now, this latest weekend, we just had a solo qualifier. And it was super entertaining. If you guys didn't catch some of the action, I recommend you do catch some of the action. This guy had a wicked shadow bomb kill to get up to the side of the mountain. That was just unbelievable to see. And the build battles at the end are always intense. It's so crazy how like the final circles are just still full of like 20 people. Um, but anyways, uh, it's I think it's just really awesome that a game of is using its community and letting them be part of something bigger, you know? Like, we all love playing the game, but some of us want to be able to compete more. We want to show off our skills. Uh, not me necessarily, because I'm a pretty average Fortnite player, but I think it's just amazing that Fortnite's giving the opportunity to some of these players that might never, might not ever be discovered to really show how good they are at this game through the ranking system and through this big, wide tournament. I can't really remember a tournament of this size or stature in any other gaming uh, community, our game in general, like I know CSGO and Call of Duty had their big LAN tournaments, uh, there's always been Twitch rivals with H1Z1 and PUBG, but this is really the biggest tournament I feel like where anybody can participate in that I can, you know, remember, um, you know, going to Twitch rivals, you've seen it with Fortnite, you've seen it with, uh, was it Apex and PUBG and H1Z1 and then uh, the Code Red tournaments by Boom TV is also another great thing. But like you, know, those are mostly like you know the All Star streamers are the really good players like Dizzy and Doc and Ninja get to play. Uh, but you know, this gives a chance for players who may not be discovered yet to really show how they've mastered this game. That's really not even that old yet. It's approaching two years of the battle royale mode in general. Uh, I know the Save the World 
uh, has been out for almost five years now, I think. But the Battle Royale part of this game is really not that old. It's only two years, which is crazy. Uh, so, you know, Fortnite has this room to grow off this big platform and do tournaments. And I feel like uh, this World Cup is really just a starting point for how much bigger they can get. Uh, and there's always that risk of going down because, you know, the higher, the bigger you are, the harder the fall. Which we'll get into a little bit about the community and some of the updates they've done in Season 9. We're going to talk a little bit about Season 9 and my early thoughts on it. As it's about a, almost a week old at this point, I think. Um, so, yeah, the World Cup, as you guys don't know, if you can play in the qualifiers. If you qualify, you go to this land tournament in New York City. And you're going to be playing against the toughest competition there is in the Fortnite community. Again, where it's so awesome because... You know, Fortnite's a household name, just like any like Call of Duty or any other big games like that. Fortnite is no, is is not even an argument the biggest game, and it has been for over a year now, in the gaming community. And for the fact that we can gather the best like players that have qualified through the a fair ranking system, which is pretty hard to do in a battle royale, if you ask me. Uh, and be able to compete against each other, I'm I'm just super excited to watch, guys. And I feel like. This is going to help the game just blow up even more if that's even possible. Uh, but, you know, that's basically what the World Cup is. is just the best of the best competing. There's not really much to say at that point. So let's get into Season 9 a little bit. Uh, season 9, we saw some updates to the changes to the maps. We had Neon Tilted. We had the Mega Mall, which used to be Retail Row. And then some other small additions to uh, certain areas to make them a bigger point of interest. Uh, the biggest thing is the wind tunnels. If you guys don't know, the wind tunnels, like, they go around Tilted, the Mega Mall, and it makes it super easy to zoom around the map, uh, which I feel like is good, because, you know, players want to move fast, they want to get going, they want to be able to go from one spot to the next in a fairly decent time. Uh, so the wind tunnels is a great idea to counter, like, the lack of planes that the community really hated. Uh, so, but I've seen a lot of goofs that seems to be hard to get into unless you actually use the main entrance of the wind tunnels, but that's fine. Another thing that Season 9 brought us was the unvaulting of the drum gun. Now, I'm not a big fan of this drum gun kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the spray and pray meta, which I I really can't stand because I feel like it doesn't take a lot of skill just to whip your drum gun out and then just melt down people's structure, especially in the rank mode where you only get a certain amount of materials. If you have enough ammo, it's going to make them burn through that materials even faster. So I understand it, but I feel like the drum gun should be a legendary or an epic item. Just because of how useful it can be for the meta of Fortnite. Because we all know Fortnite uses Bloom, which is the shooting engine where it's kind of random. So Spray and Pray is basically kind of the, the best object, I mean the best meta to use at Fortnite, I would say right now. Especially with the pump being gone and the use of the combat shotgun. But we'll get into that in a second. Uh, with that, with the drum gun, I feel like the blue and green rarity, you know, the common and rare, uh, is a little bit too easy to find this gun that's basically people are going to hang on to you see people use a drum gun over a golden scar if they have to uh and also with this meta i feel like it takes sniping out of solos uh especially you know in the rank mode because people are just gonna be in the one by one tps anyway so that really kind of takes this whole sniping aspect out of it which i feel like fortnite has a really good grasp on as being one of the better games that where sniping actually feels pretty decent i know i always enjoy the heavy sniper way more than a lot of snipers in a battle royale I still think a Paladin and Blackout is probably my favorite sniper to use in any Battle Royale, but the Heavy Sniper uh, is definitely one of my go-tos in Fortnite. 
and one of the things I'm noticing, unless I'm like uh, trying to hit shots if people are in a build fight, which I'm very lucky to hit anyway, uh, sniping is basically becoming useless because people are too afraid to be in the open because this drum gun's going to spray them down and they're going to be wasting all their mass, so they kind of try to, you know, wait it out. Uh, so as I talked about earlier, the, the combat shotgun has also come into play, uh, which means there's no more pump. Now to me, this is a big problem for rank mode. Like this change, like the change happened soon enough for people to get ready for it that have qualified and are already in the World Cup, but for this change to happen like two days before a qualifying round in solos for the World Cup, I feel like was a really like a bad move on Fortnite's part. I feel like they could have handled it better. Uh, maybe just leaving the legendary and epic uh, pump versions in and taking out the green and blue pumps, that might have been fine. But disregarding it altogether and just having, you know, a green through legendary uh, combat shotgun that basically kind of feels the same and same damage no matter what level you have is a little rough. You know, you can one pump this. You can't really one pump people unless they don't have any potion. Uh, so that kind of takes away the quick edits away from the pros that I've been noticing watching the heavy competition leagues. Uh, so that really hurts the you know the edit builds with the window and they pumping them in the skull as you can see um, Ninja was getting really frustrated. He had a horrible weekend in this up in the latest solos uh, qualifier uh, He didn't qualify. I don't think he even got top 25 or I don't think he even got top 50 if I'm thinking right because his first couple games He kind of blew and even uh, Tifu was having a hard weekend and a lot of that has to do with the pump being taken out because, uh, you know, the pump is a main thing that's it's been a main part of Fortnite since, like, you know, before a season where you can double pump and stuff. The pump has always been a main weapon that people are always hanging on to no matter what, you know, no matter what the situation is that people are always trying to hang on to because it's just the being able to hit someone for a one-shot one and gets the adrenaline pumping and gets you pumped and ready for more action, but it's also so clutch. If someone has me a one-shot and I just get that, great headshot on them and I end up surviving because of that's great where the combat shotgun kind of takes away from that scenario right if I'm a one shot I have to rely on not being hit maybe being able to get a mini off but if I don't have any heals I have to rely on not getting hit enough to probably hit this guy twice with a combat shotgun and you're still lucky if you end up killing him twice with a combat shotgun usually for me it takes about three or four hits and now you know those are People with ridiculous aim, they're going to get the max damage like twice in a row. So that's why they can two pump. But my personal experience, I've had better luck with a blue tack, which is the highest rating tack in the game right now, than a combat shotgun. Uh, I think a way to counter this is maybe adding the heavies back in. Or, you know, like I said before, just having a blue and gold uh, pump shotgun. Or even bringing the double barrel back in. Because if you get right on top of somebody, the double barrel was super nasty. Uh, that's definitely one of my favorite guns. I wish that would get unvaulted. I don't think it was even part of the voting system in the unvaulted, but the plane was. Uh, um, but yeah, so that's me just kind of rambling about Fortnite. And now the direction it can go from Season 9. I feel like Fortnite's walking a thin line because, between does it want to be a competitive game or does it want to be a casual game. So that's another route they could go to. If you're playing uh, arenas, Maybe they have pumps just in arenas and to try to make it a little more competitive, faster paced with the pump. And if you want to play a little more casual than the combat shotgun, drum gun is fine, right? 
so maybe that's a scenario that Fortnite could look into is those different uh, settings between Arena and the casual because I feel like the competitive players are going to get fed up if they feel like the casual uh, players are getting more content and uh, the Fortnite devs are playing more to them than the competitive, which is weird because the Fortnite puts all this money into the competitive scene of Fortnite in the competitive scene so you think they would be listening to the competitive community more than the casual community but it feels like every time they do something it's for the casual community like the planes the vehicles taking out the pump taking out the double pump if you want to even go back further a lot of these updates have been for the casual players instead of the competitive players and i you know ninja is one of the people who will defend fortnite uh until you know, until Fortnite's probably dead and gone, Ninja will defend them. But like I talked about previously, most recently, he's getting annoyed with these updates because it's taking the competitiveness away and it's lowering the skill gap. Uh, competitive players are going to get really annoyed, especially when there's money and, you know, the World Cup is on the line. If they're dying to players that are not as skilled as them because of a weapon that lowers the skill gap, such as a drum gun or the combat shotgun, um, you know, even though you could argue that the pump kind of lowers the skill gap too, because a, a scrub can get a lucky shot on you and he can one pump you. So maybe that's one way that the competitive that the devs were looking at competitively is this shotgun makes it a little more uh, even for both sides, uh, unless you know the skill gap. So if you're a pro and you're able to edit and build fast enough, you're gonna get more shots off before somebody who's not a pro gets shots off on you, where the not pro could one pump a pro easily if he just gets that one second. And it's a lucky shot. I know because it happens to me a bunch. Uh, so going back into that, uh, the drum gun I feel like is just not good for competitive or casual. It's very frustrating because people can just sit there and mow down on you all day. It's basically a turret with no cooldown or a minigun with no cooldown. As you saw, like the minigun was making a big comeback where Tfue ex used the exploit of just how like it can melt. So they put a cooldown on just like they put a cooldown on the turret gun. The, the cooldown wasn't always on the minigun. And I feel like once more people started using the minigun, they're like, oh, we got to turn this down because it's making you know the competitive scene not as good because it's just melting. And it's just going through wasting mats. So that's what the drum gun does, basically, right? It's a 50 clip. And the reload time is like a second, second and a half. Uh, so I feel like it really hurts that just by able to mow through materials like crazy. It just keeps mowing through and over and over again. Uh, other than that, uh, I don't know what to do. Maybe I would suggest taking it out of Arena. I don't think it's good for competitive play. I know I hate the spray and pray meta, but it is what it is, and the players are going to have to go around it, which is also just a part of being a good Fortnite player, you could argue, is just adapting to these constant changes that the game is doing. Um, so I guess that's an argument too I just thought about right here uh, you know if you really are that good at Fortnite these changes really shouldn't hurt you that much after a couple maybe like an hour or two of streaming to be able to figure out the new meta that's something Tfue has always been really good at is just finding his exploits and using them really well um, yeah uh, man I don't know we're 15 minutes into this podcast guys it might be a short one other than that, the drum gun, the wind tunnels, and neon tilted, and the mega mall. That's basically all that's been going on with season nine right now. Um, the volcano erupted too, which you know caused tilted to get destroyed, as you guys know, because that happened before season nine as an event. So it's the reason why we got neon tilted in the mega mall. 
Uh, there's not a lot of OG spots left if you think about it. Uh, Lonely Lodge. Um, what else? So, uh, Salty Springs. Fatal Fields. And I'm missing one. There's Lonely Lodge, Salty Springs, Fatal Fields. Man, I'm drawing a blank on the. I know there's a fourth one, but there's not a lot of OG spots left, uh, you know, from the original map. A lot of things are getting changed, changed. A lot of things are getting added. You know, Greasy's still frozen. I was really hoping Greasy would get unfrozen when the volcano erupted, but that didn't happen. Uh, so, I might. Another thought is how much can do they just keep changing, or how much can they change before people just want a new map and start over? You know, how much can they do to a game? Before people just are uh, ready for something completely new entirely. You know, they added different biomes. There's snow in the desert biome. But I feel like a new map would really bring a new, fresh, like, uh, you know, new life to the game. I feel like that's what I thought they were going to do in Season uh, what was it, 3 with all the astronauts and John Wick was the T-100 skin. Uh, Rip Scotty, who never got John Wick. Uh, season 3, I thought, like, at the end, you're going to get a rocket ship for, like, cute little cutscene launch up and there's go to a different spot with a new map but maybe not they could have done with the pirate theme too sailing off to a spot with a new map but we'll see maybe someday uh who knows fortnite you know they can basically do anything and they're going to capture the attention because they have the audience of the kids and they have it's a free game so players always can come in and trying it why not try a free game right um so I don't feel like Fortnite's numbers are going away anytime soon, especially with the World Cup and the competitive scene heating up. Uh, even with bad updates, that's something I went on in my Apex uh, podcast the week before this one that you guys can watch on YouTube is that good or bad, Fortnite is always releasing new content, and new content is always going to make people at least stop by for an hour or so. You know, even when these games that are basically dead get an update like apex gets us the smallest update like a new gun people rush to it so new content is what is needed for these games to succeed and that's what fortnite is a king of that's why i kind of talked about last week that for the reason why fortnite's staying so big is because it's always new content uh but if you guys want to hear me talk more about that i recommend you going to my youtube watching my first podcast this is my second one uh we're going to wrap it up if you guys want to send me any comments on youtube uh i would love a topic for next week or if you want to send me a voice message on a uh, anchor for a topic for next week i'd appreciate it and also i want to do a quick shout out for anyone still listening um there's the risk of rant podcast done by my two brothers that uh, you can find on youtube under risk of rant podcast and i really appreciate you guys can check them out uh, hopefully i'll make an appearance on there sometime soon or maybe they'll make an appearance on here we can do a little crossover episode uh we'll see But if you're listening, I thank you guys so much. We're about to hit that 20-minute mark, and we will talk to you later. Catch you all. CM's on. Out.